Did you just intimate that you had sex with my mom? And he was like, Argh. like he gave me the, the, the devil horns, like the tongue came out. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. And then I told my mom, thinking she'd be outraged, and she was like, hee-hee-hee-hee. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. <laughs> Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Is it noon already? Well, vacation's over. Time to get back to work. 80s nation awaits. Jesus. Hey, did you hear me, sweetie? It's time to get up. <clears throat> Wait, what did you call me? Uh, Spearsy. I called you Spearsy. No, you didn't. You called me Sweetie. And I know you and I only agreed to go on this vacation because you're acting so sad and mopey, but we agreed. No weird hijinks. And I'm sorry, my friend. It's been all weird hijinks. Oh, come on. The beach was fun. It wasn't that weird. Yes, it was weird, dude. Ah, uh, day at the beach with not a care in the world. Yep, just sand, water, and us dudes. Yeah, just us dudes. What the hell? Seriously? Oh, come on, Spearsy. The room's cheaper with the three of us in it. Don't turn on me now. Yeah, face it, we're broke. Just pour the whiskey, heat up some snacks, and turn up the radio. Maybe tomorrow we'll forget this even happened. Just so long as you forget who the lady is here. <laughs> Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, I swear by hand to God, our final episode of Rock Dinosaurs of the 80s. <laughs> with me as always, he brings me up when I'm down. Times pop music critic, Sean Daly. I love Lionel Richie, okay. especially all night long. <laughs> maybe we should re- maybe we should retire the voice along with uh it's probably giving me throat polyps <laughs> oh, damn you voice maybe we should retire the the voice along with um along with the rock dinosaurs eps i know this is the I, we've done so many different series we've done what one hit wonders of the 80s did we do that we did uh <laughs> rock well all those though oh. were 10 right because we had the 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 of years of the decade. Yeah, so we had 10 of those. I'm trying to think. We've had other series. Rock dinos. But man, we've had some laughs, some, some tears. And look, we still have pretty good rock dinos. Yeah. And dude, what's funny was this, I, I swear to God, this was supposed to be a one and done series. It was supposed to be we were do one show, done, move on. This is episode five. Wow. Each one better than the next. Yeah. This episode we of Rock Dinos. really good songs for this episode. <laughs> this episode of Rock Dinos is kind of like when the Pink Panther movies, like Peter Sellers was dead, and they had to get somebody else to kind of, or they had like old footage. They, uh, yeah. We're just trying to squeeze every dime we can out of you. Yeah. 80s listeners. You ready to get started? Let's do it, man. Woo! Rock he- Dinos. Woo! Woo! Here's, here's the very first Rock Dino. Try. 
Learning to Fly by Pink Floyd. Oh, yes, Pink Floyd. I believe it was episode number 87 where I said those immortal words, Pink Floyd sucks. And Bass Note, I imagine Bass Note is still out there listening to us. I hope he is. Bass Note um, immediately went and bought a ninja outfit and a nice shiny sword, and he came to hunt me down. That's not too far from the truth. And he busted into my house, and right before he plunged the sword into my fleshy belly, I said, wait, maybe I can learn. Maybe I can learn to fly. I still, and I saw a tear in the little ninja slit. I rented ninja slit one time. You did just say that. You can't say ninja slit. Oh, I mean, you know, the thing with Pink Floyd. <laughs> you can't. You got to believe that whole last segment. <laughs> okay. that was the, I didn't think you work for that. The I rented joke. We love that joke. I did. We used it all the time at work. Uh, <laughs> Pink Floyd uh, founded in uh, what year, Daly? Uh, 1965. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Originally consisting of college students named what? Um, Sid Barrett. Yeah. Roger Waters. Keep going. Uh, uh, Mitch Kumstein? <laughs> nah, that was my college roommate. <laughs> uh, that's the best line delivery I've had. <laughs> there you go. Who were the other members of the Floyd? Uh, was it, would you say Nick Mason already? No. Richard, Richard. I, no, I said the two main ones. Everyone knows. Uh, and Nick Mason and Richard Wright. Um, uh, and Gilmore joined when? Uh, a couple years later, yeah. sixty-seven. So, I always liked David Gilmore. I always felt guilty because I enjoy I like David Gilmore better than I like Roger Waters. You know, when I saw that Roger Waters, uh, the Wall tour, well, that was last year, right? Uh, this year, I always think everything's last year, but I think it was like two years ago, maybe. Right. It was good. I loved the first half. Build it up. Build it up. And then the second half of the show, intermission, you come back, and it got, like, chatty and weird. And then the wall comes down. That's fun. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> I just I, – I, I could only hang in there for a bit. Yeah. I felt a bit bloated. <laughs> I've never seen uh, Pink Floyd. Never owned a Pink Floyd God. album. Oh, you never owned a Pink Floyd album? No. God, why would I? Bass Note really is taking like his ninja costume to the dry cleaner right now. Yeah. He's going to come after you, Ninja Slit. <laughs> you should drink it's a dry cleaner. Yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd had two albums in the 80s, which were essentially the, uh, the Roger Water years. Uh, Final Cut yes. in 1983 and A Momentary Lapse of Reason. On the turning away. <laughs> my brow is sweaty and dusty. <laughs> That's how it goes? <laughs> I know it's on the turning away. <laughs> Uh, I like that. And I like the guitar solo. Again, I feel guilty for liking David Gilmore. It's like enjoying Arnell Pineda more than Steve Perry. Wow. No, it's not that You bad. didn't just go there. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja slit. Ninja slit. I don't, I don't know. What is, it? Why, what is it about people that either they get or they don't get Pink Floyd? Uh, you know, here's is it a my pot thing. thing. I mean, tell me it's a pot thing. Because then, then I can just say, Pot okay, humor, well. funny. I hope it's not a cocaine thing. <laughs> Heroin thing, not funny. Um, here's my thing with Pink Floyd. Honestly, like I'm not a huge fan, obviously, um, but Pink Floyd's uh, body of work is big enough where you can like certain eras of Pink Floyd. You know, it's like when someone says I hate the Beatles, which is 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 dumb to me. You know, 
Um, certain people I happen uh, to date have said such a thing about the Beatles. I'm like, you don't understand. The Beatles in nine years were actually like five different bands. Right. Uh, Pink Floyd, not to that drastic degree, because they are a proggy band. But come on. You can't like comfortably numb. You can't like. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, if you could probably put together a mixtape of Pink Floyd. I'm not. Uh, by the way, I'm not equating Pink Floyd and the Beatles. No, I know at all. you're not. But I'm trying but to bail them out. Of it, even though what I'm saying is, when I say I hate Pink Floyd, I, I, what I mean is, I don't. Um, you could make a mixtape of probably any band you loved and give it to me that I said I hated, and I would still I would find the joy in it. Like comfortably numb is nice. You know, I can't find the joy any joy in the Doors. Really? I I, I bet I, I can't could put find together. any joy in Spandau Ballet. <laughs> Enjoy that though. Next time we have one of our like every three years or four years, like the the presidential election, we we have a fight. You and I. Yeah. Next time I just gonna slit our face. <laughs> uh, you know we always say we don't want. Sh- I do want a shirt that says Ninja Slit. <laughs> <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. Oh, what yeah, it is. I'm barefoot right now in are the you? podcast see. studio. You are. And That's... look how tan my feet are. Why are you? Where are your shoes? <laughs> it's Huck Finn Day. You didn't get the memo? It's Huck Finn Day at the Tampa Bay Times. I got on. Look at these. Good Lord, Frank. It's like, what are those orthopedics? They feel like it. <laughs> what, your bunions I have hurt really you? bad feet, and I have a really bad shoulder. You didn't tell me about your shoulder. I heard you telling everyone else in, the, in our pod yeah, area. I'm sorry. You didn't look like you were interested. So it, it's not a secret to everyone. I've retired. As a football oh, referee, God, the most interesting thing about you. Yeah, no, I hate I, that. I'm no longer the outpouring of emotion when you announced that. It was, it was like it was it was it was like Michael Jordan retiring. I know. Uh, and one one of the reasons was you know it's just really busy here at work and I'm getting older. I don't feel like running around 90 degree temperature. But the other reason is I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know what it was. But I have, a, I have a really bad shoulder now, and I think it's a rotator cuff. Yeah, kind of like that. And and so I went in today to the doctor to find out what it was because then literally it, for. Five or six months now, it's been hurting, and I have an impingement syndrome, which I love the name of impingement. Impingement syndrome. It sounds like like was it circa nineteen seventy eight. It's a Michael Douglas thriller, yeah, exactly, or Michael, yeah, Michael Crichton book, right, yeah, the impingement yeah, the syndrome. syndrome. So, it, it, but basically, it's a, I've I've concocted some sort of repetitive uh, injury with that arm, and so I, I can't really continue. You can't bring the heat anymore. Yeah, no. Wow. And is it your... Uh, no more of my snazzy underhand uh, football throws. And no more winding the clock. You can't even wind the clock. You've been pretending to do it right now. God. Will you be able... What about your self-pleasure? Will you, will you be able to self-pleasure yourself? I'm, I'm understood that with rehab, anything's possible. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So, so anyway, so, but with Pink Floyd, I'm not sure uh, rehab or anything short of a mixtape is going to cut it. Wow. Well, there you go. So our final comment... On Pink Floyd, on the turning away, the little smokies are salty. <laughs> All right, let's keep crooking. Here's our next rock dinosaur. Uh, Come Dancing by the Kinks. There you go. My dad, the late, great John Daly, loved the Kinks. 
And he loved Come Dancing. You know, the Kinks is one of those bands, uh, Spearsy, that as I've gotten older, I appreciate more. When were you, when was your greatest Kinks fandom? Um, Has it ever happened? Back in like 1980, early. Remember Destroyer? Oh, Paranoia, oh man, their hits are great. Oh my god, that was the big one to me. Off of uh, 1981's "Give the People What They Want," and and then of course Lola. Um, yeah, and uh, I love the Kinks cover of Van Halen's "You Really Got Me." That's ah, a joke. <laughs> Put your pens and paper down. I should have let that one hang for a while. This is an outrage. Which one did you hear first, Van Halen? Or the, oh yeah, Van Halen's before the Kinks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Van, uh, Van Halen, the, the, the cassette of uh, which Van Halen. Which do Oh, now. See, here I thought I was bailing myself out with that whimsical joke. You know, I, they're I, so different. They're so... that they, they, There you go. They're so different. Which one have I listened to more? Probably Van Halen. Van Halen. However, I mean, the, the Eddie solo is tremendous. Yeah. But... And then the lead-in with Eruption... You know, yeah, that's become its own yeah. thing. However, if you listen to You Really Got Me By The Kinks, it's Reckless. That's the guitar good. on that oh, is yeah. like a, a prison break, oh, you know? Yeah. It's it's fantastic. They're great. Um, Come Dancing was uh, 1983 from the State of Confusion. Uh, how, was, how many times did you hear Lola before you realized what was going on? Many, many <laughs> times. I think that was one of those classic school bus moments where I was on the bus and all of a sudden the lights went on. You know, like, oh, oh, awkward. You know, and oh. I was always because I was the only child, and I was sheltered by John and Mary Daly, and so all those things. I remember this. I won't say her name, uh, but this uh, woman, I, I, or woman, the girl I used to be on the school bus, and she was in the back seat, and uh, and she, her name was Chrissy. And, you know, we were only like thirteen, fourteen, but she was like is this the, Chrissy Prakakis. <laughs> it is the one who, from the Cars uh, episode, the one that you had to sit in the. Deep into the pool. Oh, my God. Have I revealed all my secrets? Anyway, Chrissy Bergakis, who now has a huge family, and she's happy in New Hampshire. I haven't talked to her in a couple years, but she grew up to be a fantastic um, adult. But Chrissy was kind of a wild child, and Chrissy would later reveal that she was full of crap. That she didn't know, she learned things from older girls and she didn't know what she was saying, but she was the first to develop on the bus. And we were just young, young kids, young bucks. And I remember Chrissy. Pragakis saying, eat me, I'm a cream puff. <laughs> Do you get it? And I'm like 13. And I, and I was like, ah, ooh, I, I get it. I'm like, yeah, I get it. No. I didn't get it. I still don't really get it. You know, but all the other kids are like, I get it. Eat me, I'm a cream puff. I have no idea where that what that has to do with anything we've been discussing today. What was my what was Lola? my was it back? Oh, Lola. So yeah, so then like Lola, you guys know what it's about. Yeah, yeah, we know what it's about. I didn't know no. what it's about. And then one day like, you know what's about Lola's really a dude. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. No. No. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I might have been in my twenties before I realized that. Yeah. A long, long time. Uh, Come Dancing was actually one of their biggest hits uh, in the U.S. It was a number reaching number eleven, number number six in the U.S. Their highest one, their highest big uh, hit since "Tired of Waiting for You" in nineteen sixty-five. I'm going to assume Ray Davies wrote that one, but yeah. Ray and Dave, Ray and Dave, I like, and we could, oh, you know what, brothers, Episode, but boring. Like the, the like classic. Oh my God! Yeah, Ray and Dave, I mean, they hate each other. Yeah, I don't know if they get along now, but classic battles like the Gallagher goons and Oasis. Who are two other uh, like 
I don't know. Actually, everybody's uh, getting along. uh, The members of uh, Flock of Seagulls had two brothers in it that didn't get along. They hated each other. Yeah. You interviewed somebody who were, um, oh, the Butlers, right? Oh yeah, Tim and. uh, Do they get along? Richard. Richard. Yeah, no, they get along fine. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. I I think you asked. He said they. He. I asked them how they got along back in those days, and they said, "Well, no, not so well, because they were, they were drinking and touring, and you know." But today they get along famously. Yeah, but yeah, that reminds me of us. Like you and I are, you know, we put the, together this great product. When we, but when we we're spar. drinking and touring. We don't <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Imagine you and I on tour together. If stuck in the eighties, went on a speaking tour across the country. How long will we last? And we'd probably make it through the whole thing because we're professionals and we don't. Yeah. We drink, but we don't do drugs or anything like right, that. Right, right. Um, I, I think we know what we would be doing. I'd, that'd be fun. I wonder to do. where we'd fight, like somewhere in Omaha. Yeah, somewhere where there wouldn't be anything Screw, place to yeah. do, like some some <laughs> hot uh, mid, middle plains, high plains. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe there's snow involved too. The uh, oh, also we we try to fight in the snowbank, and then like we like, the, like my snowbox and it had like a rock in it. Yeah, the, but then we have a laugh, and there's a light moment. We continue right. with the tour. Yeah, right. <laughs> the um, I, I was I was watching this video for um, I had a great video for come dancing. Awesome. And um, I mean, not exactly. It was pretty literal. Like a lot of the uh, videos back in the early '80s were so literal. But um, it had this nice little commenter called the Hit Director on YouTube who wrote, uh, when he was analyzing the video, he said, the lyrics awaken an awareness of the importance of things we hold dear to us in our lives with particular emphasis to the frustrations and concerns with our ever-changing environment and the realities of family life. I was like, oh, it's kind of like stuck in the 80s. And it's like, to a certain extent, the lyrics encroach on the personal life, but in doing so, they acquire a real sense of purpose in capturing an authentic, idyllic, Hauntingly nostalgic snapshot oh, it's nice. in suburban England. And I'm like, God, it makes me like it even more because it's, I mean, it really is the story of Ray Davies, you know, having an older sister, you know, who, who you know, the local dance hall comes down and it's, it's this revisiting of the memories. Yeah, that's cool. And remember, I, to, you know, it's still <clears throat> important to, to go dancing. I think it's uh, guys like Pete Townsend, Ray Davies, um, you know, Dylan. I think some of these icons, for as much as they're revered for their complexities, I think the, I think the smart poets aren't afraid to look at like the simple things in life. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of bands come out and they think they got to be say some make some grand statement, but sometimes you just sit back and you observe. Yeah, you know. I think do we do that? Do we appreciate the the simple things in life? I, I think we do at times. Yeah. That's when you see me sobbing at my desk. I'm appreciating it. Yeah, you are. You, you cry a lot. I think this has become a very this is a podcast all over the place. We're so somber now. <laughs> let's get uh, I don't know. Let's uh, you know I don't know. Shout it out loud or lick it up, perhaps. <laughs> Sounds good. Here's our final rock dinosaur. With heavens on fire. Lick it up. Lick it up. Ah, or heavens on fire. Oh, heavens on fire. Some, how that, oh, how'd that go? <laughs> shout it. Shout it. Was that 80s? No. Shout it out. <gasps> no. 
No. What year was Shout Out Loud? 76, what? 77. That sounds, it's funny because a lot, of, their, a lot of the kisses, 80s. it sounds 80s, but then you get Strata. It sounds so 70s. It's so crunchy and like, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it has no um, nuance to it. Or I mean, Strutter just sounds yeah. like it's, yeah, grainy. Kiss had eight albums in the 80s. Can you believe God. it? Eight. They only had seven before the 80s, to put it in perspective. And yet we still consider them to be a rock dinosaur. Uh, 1977's Love Gun was their, Love was their Gun. opus. That's a great, great song. He's singing about his knee. <laughs> ever see the movie Role Models, guys? That's classic. Oh, yeah, I love it. I have it on uh, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Uh, nothing in the 80s cracked the top 10. Uh, uh, Lick It Up didn't? Nope. 1984's Animalize was their biggest uh, hit album with uh, Heavens on Fire. Lick It Up uh, from 1983. Yeah, I just saw Kiss. You did? I, I just saw Kiss the other night and uh, made the horrible, horrible mistake. Oh, you didn't. Of wearing demon makeup. Oh. And what happened is um, I'm, a, I'm a husky fellow. You know, it's been established that I maybe have, I'm not my optimal In fact, weight. I, I don't want to, I wasn't going to point this out, but the shirt you're wearing right now looks like it might have been made from huskies. <laughs> Look at that. What are you talking about? Like from the Sears, the pants you used to buy at Sears when you were growing <laughs> up? No one ever likes this shirt. It's awful. Why, no, why would you say such a thing? Well, I mean, if you were like a bush pilot in Australia in 1954, <laughs> that's it. That's badass. That's I'll take that. For? I'll take that. Bush pilot? Aussie bush pilot? <laughs> Say it. Your first band was Aussie, Bush something. Um, anyway, so uh, you know, I was walking uh, to, toward you know, I got yeah, demon. So I had about five minutes like high fives with people, and then the high five stopped. And someone looked at me. They're like, "Hey, are you all right?" <laughs> and my crisp demon makeup started to run. But it, I could see it like dripping from my eyebrows. Oh, like no. all of a sudden, I had like Groucho Marx's eyebrows, like thick, and it was just running down my face. And then my eyes—you couldn't see like iris anymore, or like you know, my eyes were just black. <laughs> and there was like I was—I literally like I had kiss cataracts. I couldn't see, and you just looked at my 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 black eyes, like when Jaws is about to strike and his eyes turn black. It was horrible. I couldn't see for an entire day because I taunted the demon. I taunted Gene Simmons, and it backfired on me. That's tough. I have another kiss story, Steve. Would you like to hear it? Is this the Mary Daly story? I might have told this before. I can tell this in literally 45 seconds, but I once interviewed Kiss. Um, it was a video conference call, and the guys, I was uh, probably like the 80th interview they had done that day for this new tour. And uh, they were just like one word, two word answers. You know, it was Gene, Paul, uh, what Tommy Thayer, and what's the drummer? What the? It's oh, Tommy's the guitarist. Yeah, right? Tommy Thayer's the guitar. Eric Singer. Singer is it Singer. I think so. We're gonna go with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and at the end, I'm like, hey, this interview's going nowhere. I got nothing. And at the end, I'm like, hey, Gene, uh, I just want to tell you, my mom is a huge fan. Of your reality show, Family Jewels. I, I do like that show. And Gene Simmons says, um, what's your mother's name? And I said, Mary. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember Mary. <laughs> I'm like, did you just intimate that you had sex with my mom? And he was like, like he gave me the, the, the devil horns, like the tongue came out. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. And then I told my mom, thinking she'd be outraged. And she was like, hee, 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 hee. Gene Simmons, the demon. 
And I saw this concert, and here I am. I have cataracts. So I can barely see, but I can see well enough that the, the demon's makeup, the real demon's makeup wasn't running. And he was sweating his fat ass. <laughs> Gene Simmons carrying around an extra 60. It's a great show, though, Kiss. Those guys are the for, same uh, show. For as, no matter what year you go see it, though, it's but, the same but is show. That, does that bother you? Well, no. I mean, I, you, know, you see him maybe once a decade then. Yeah. The thing about these guys is, <laughs> do your... All right, so you and I saw last time they were here. It was you like the show, but it, Paul Stanley was driving oh you crazy God, he just because Paul shut up. Stanley's talking voice. If you were talking to him, it's normal than his oh, then stage voice. Yeah. So why don't you give him a little Paul Stanley on stage? <laughs> we were in West Palm Beach last night. We said Tampa rocks more than West Palm Beach. <laughs> And the, and, the, and the crowd went boo. <laughs> he is like, but there's this weird, like vaguely, you know, that, that Brooklyn accent to it. But your Paul Stanley is not unlike oh. your Jack Blade Southern debutante. Well, I do declare <laughs> this next song is called Love Gun. <laughs> you should have your Paul Stanley and, and Jack Blade Southern yeah. debutante. And me. <laughs> I want to come. Yeah. We'll make it a threesome. <laughs> So Michael J. Fox called and said, Hey, Paul Stanley, I want you to write me a song. I want to be about my beep. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, Jack Blade, Southern Debutante, and Paul Stanley. Yeah, I mean, Kiss, I mean, let's face it, it's been, what, 40 years now for yeah. Kiss. How, many, how much longer do you think they can go? Do you think they're going to go till one of them just drops dead? Well, uh, 61 now, 62. Yeah. Uh, Paul Stanley still does his little Paul Stanley shimmy and shakes his ass at the crowd and stuff like that. He looks like he could go. His voice is holding up. You don't have to have a great voice to do uh, those. You know, Beth isn't in there anymore. There's a lot of hits they don't do. I don't, I, why don't they do Beth? Can Can uh, Eric not sing it? I mean, that's. I mean, people love Beth. Yeah. And yeah. If, if you had to say like one signature Kiss song, it's Beth, right? Or I mean Detroit Rock City, but I mean the, they the open ladies. with the, they open with Detroit Rock City. Yeah, they had a bit of um, gamesmanship, a little BS too, because Kiss said, you know, Paul Stanley's like, it seems <laughs> like they want us to turn it down early tonight, and we said that ain't gonna happen. But you know, then they said they did. They had to close, so they only did like twelve, thirteen songs, and they made it sound like Tampa was the rare exception. Then when you look at their last ten set lists, it's the same exact set list. I do believe I got caught in a fib. <laughs> anyway. You, you know what I like to take in right now? <laughs> the Seggies. Aha, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for a reader mailbag. And because it's been so friggin' long since we did a podcast, uh, what's it been, a month? It's been a month. Has it? We were on vacation. Yeah, we were Hence our, we our delightful skit at the yeah, top of the we show. we had things to do. We weren't like just sitting around. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We had vacation. We've had, we have the Republican National Convention is coming into Tampa, which has really, uh, yeah. everyone's lives are just like totally screwed up. So we can probably manage to sneak. That's so when Steve and I look at each other like, you got time for one? Yeah, let, let's sneak in here. I mean, we wanted to give you a good show. We didn't want another 80s news now. Right. Not that those aren't good. God, when so much just happened one. in the last month. We could have done like 10 of them. I know. Those. I know. I, I feel like an idiot. I know. It kills one. me. It kills but, me. But I feel, I feel good coming back with this show. I feel like, you know. I feel like. <laughs> Wait, who is that? I can't tell. Is that Paul Stanley <laughs> or uh, Jack Blade? Southern Debutante. 
You know, there's a lot of times you can't rock it anymore. <laughs> uh, we, got oh, we got a lot of uh, lot of mail in the reader mail bag. You better get cracking. Yeah. Like, Give me a chance to risk my voice. <laughs> we had like uh, 15 to choose from. We're giving you three this week. Uh, next show, we'll give you three or four. A um, lot of smart mail. Here we go. Number one from one of our favorites. I'm going to say he's been here since the beginning. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty close to it. Uh, Gary and Gilroy says, hey, hey. Hello, Steve and Sean. I just listened to episode 269. First off, let me say F you guys. What? <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> he did say, first off, let me say F you guys for getting Come On Eileen stuck in my head for about four hours. I went through the rest of the day at work with overall clad rubes <laughs> dancing a jig around my brain. I curse your mortal souls. Having said that, I want to wish a hearty welcome back to the long lost Kathy Wass. You were all in fine form. Was the Kathy show the last show yeah, we did? Yeah. Do I really say hey hey so often that people are now mocking me? I didn't know. I thought he was that Howard Stern hey, thing. Hey hey. Oh, I guess you do. Yeah. Hey hey. I guess. You can put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> what, what do you think will sell better, Ninja Slit or Hey hey? <laughs> One guess. <laughs> You're all in fine form. I think it's finally time for you three to sit down, pour a few cocktails, and put together another '80s movie commentary track. Ooh. Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie. Oh my God! I got so. I think I can say Did it. You now. hurled that. You hurled that. Oh night. my god, Steph Hayes. This is how many years ago is that? Four. Yeah, probably. Steph Hayes drove me home, and I just he jacked all over the oh, kitchen or something. I got so sick. Um, bu- 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 uh, we in the eighties nation are ready. No girlfriends allowed. Oh, is that a VGF comment? Because VGF was on the Purple Rain one, right? Yeah, that nobody heard. Thank Although you. I might suggest something other than St. Elmo's Fire. That could lead to fisticuffs. Ooh. Perhaps 16 Candles. That would be epic. Gary and Gilroy. Here's my problem. You've brought up 16 Candles before. Yeah. I have issue with doing a commentary track for a comedy. Because we cannot be funnier than well, the movie. We might if it was like, you know, heartbeeps. We could probably be funnier <laughs> than the movie. But it's an art form to picking. Oh yeah, that, that was funny. Oh look, Farmer Ted, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> you know, I'd rather do like you know, or a movie that allows us to like kind of yeah, you know, have I mean, spaces for us. Halloween like, was nice because there was long swaths with nothing. Yeah, it's just said. Michael Myers hunting down right. people. Here's here's the thing with um, audio commentaries because we we do get a request a lot to do these. To do them right, it has to be a movie that we pretty much all already own on DVD. Yeah, and that we know kind of by heart. Right. And so that really narrows it down to Purple Rain was a, was a, a rough choice because one that was so long, so yeah. talky. We need a short movie too. You need a short movie. I think horror is the way to go, even though you're terrified of Poltergeist it. might be a good one. Yeah. But I don't own it. I should own it. It's on Blu ray now. I think it is. Yeah. I'll, I'll gladly buy See, that. That would be a good one. And and Halloween by the time we do our next podcast, it will probably be Halloween. <laughs> no, don't say that. But yeah, we have Halloween coming up. So may we do um may we do poltergeist. National Lampoon's Halloween Vacation. Oh, God. Is that really happening? No. Oh, okay. You got me all excited. Okay. Thank you, Gary and Gilroy. Uh, that, that brings the um, commentary back into the fold. You and I will seriously think about that. We'll get Kathy to come over to the lair, and uh, we'll do it. Hi, guys. It's me, Carol Jansen. I just wanted to say Sean's always been my favorite. No offense, Steve. Oh, that's nice. You finally came out and said that. Funny you mentioned that horrid book, Fifty Shades of Grey, during your last podcast. I do believe I mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, we asked Kathy about it. Oh, has she read it? Well, we asked her because she works in the library now. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And I, it I took asked. me a minute for that to come back to me. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Um, since I moved this past month and now have an hour and a half commute to work, I've been listening to books from audible.com. It's a good way to kill time. And I like bios and nonfiction, business books, etc. But everyone I know is yapping about this book. So I broke from tradition and bought the audiobook and started to listen. After all, it can only make the drive more interesting, right? <laughs> Wrong. The narrator and writing was so bad, I couldn't get past the first few chapters. It was due to this awful narration that I came back home to Stuck in the 80s. When you can't get your rocks off from, from, from Fifty Shades of Grey. Get your rock on. Yeah, get your rock. Oh. Uh, she's home. I'm now rewinding and listening to all the old podcasts again. Carol Jansen. I almost feel guilty that we're not giving you enough new product. You have to go back into the vaults, starting from number one. Yes, and have number one. Bad. <laughs> and have really enjoyed learning again about groups and movies that I so truly love. This is what makes my commute good. So the hype over the shades of gray have cast a dark shadow and turned me back to where I should be forever. Stuck in the 80s. Stuck always. Carol Jansen. P.S. I miss hearing my theme song. Does it still exist, Steve? Cue the theme song. There you go. Well deserved, Carol Jansen. Well deserved. Um, do I have anything to say about that? Oh, so going back into the vault, I would like to hear some of the old Steve uh, and Gina and Sean shows. Aren't they funny? Yeah. The production sucks. So you're you're so meticulous in your production that oh, I don't know if they suck. We just didn't we didn't have our bearings yet. It's all ball bearings these days. Letter number three. God, there's like 18 more pages of notes. What do you have on here? Letter number three is from the fat man. Is this a different fat man? Were you the little fat boy? No, no, but, but I just like to beat him up. You know, I got my go, why are you so fat? Why are you so fat? And I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> there have been uh, several fat men um, on our show with the nickname Fat Man. Right? Wasn't there a trucker? I think it's, I Who's think this? it's, it's the, same the same guy. Hey, Sean, Stephen, Kathy, it's the fat man. Fat man. Coming at you from blazing Virginia. Guys, I wanted to say thank you for all the great work and effort you put into the podcast. Lately, I've been listening to some previous shows while I work late at night in hospitals in the Washington, D.C. area. Let me just say I still enjoy them a great deal, despite the fact I've heard some of them three times or more by this point. Favorites for me include all the horrible hits episodes. Michael Keaton. I've had Michael Keaton on my mind a lot lately. Uh, the top 10 episodes, Girls Next Door, Guilty Pleasures, etc., and 12 Songs of Christmas, to name a few. How's that Michael Keaton episode? Good? Do you ever go back to it? No, I, I can't even. It's so, it's so old. Yeah. A while back, you guys were complaining that no one was giving you any positive feedback or good letters. It was then I, that I realized I needed to write and give you your just rewards. Really, the podcast has been such a joy for me, and even when I don't care for the interview subject or the album being talked about, I still crack up at your witty banter. Uh, by the way, I should add that you and I have been talking more and more. But we have some uh, possible interviews coming up that we're deciding about. <laughs> what? I'm like, huh? Stevie Nicks, maybe? We could tell him that. Maybe yeah. Stevie Nicks? Yeah, you could. I would love you to talk to her, and I would record it. Oh, I think people want to hear you and I interview <clears throat> I someone don't know. again. I, I think it confuses the people when we do that. Who said that? One person said that to you, and it got inside your head. And that one person uh, was probably Chase, and Chase controls you like a puppet, like Hannibal Lecter. I wouldn't right, say sorry. Hannibal Lecter. But. Okay. Uh, 
uh, uh, fat man, fat man, fat man. Uh, really, the podcast been such a joy for me, and even when I don't care for the oh yeah, no matter what anyone else says about the show, I always look forward to the next episode. As for Kathy Wass, woohoo! I love a good sa- sausage hang. Don't get me wrong, but Kathy is capital F fantastic, and I welcome her back with open arms and nothing more, Mister Daly. <laughs> Why am I being slapped for that? Was I gonna say like? Like open dong or something like that. <laughs> uh, love fest over. I do have one small tiny complaint. Steve, Rock of Ages was great. You really loved hearing 80s metal remade by Disney. You loved Journeys Don't Stop Believing as covered by Glee. Really? <laughs> you love the 80s and then su- then you support the sickly sweet soulless Disney fighter rendition of 80s classics. I say for shame, sire. For shame. Anyway, love the show. Please do keep it up, and I will remain with one foot firmly stuck in the 80s. One of our favorites, The Fat Man. Do you have if, a, a rebuttal? If you, if you love the 80s, you got to love the 80s. You know, and, and if it gets re- – I think when stuff gets remade on Glee, I, I celebrate it. Yeah, I think he was like uh, – he was calling Rock of Ages Glee. Glee-ish. Glee-ish. I, I had a blast at Rock of Ages. I think it was perfect. No. Not at all. I can't no. wait for it to come on DVD so I can like go home and like, you know knock back a few and watch it again. Yeah, I thought Tom Cruise was great. We could do a commentary on that. Nobody, but yeah, but nobody will have seen it really. Oh, like, well, but you know the thing is, really, I mean, when when I'm watching Glee, which you know, when every once in a while I'll watch it, and if it's an episode that involves '80s songs, I love it. I don't have cable. I know. <laughs> I don't have cable. Mistake in your life. No, it's not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, hey, you know what? Uh, last week we started a new segment, and we're going to give it another try. Spirit, it has a new name, right? Yeah, you ready? Behold. That's not a Seggy. This is a Seggy. Yes, it's Oz in the 80s. Really? So we went from awesome Aussie 80s to Oz in the 80s? Doesn't this make more sense? I guess. I'm also told that we say it wrong. When we say Aussie, it's, it's Ozzy. It's supposed to be Ozzy. Uh, uh, like, you know, I those Australian don't freaking you guys. You guys. Those Australian guys, we're always doing something Oh, wrong. we do a segment now, we're pronouncing it wrong. We give them what they want. I, I see you, how it works, Australia. They got some pride, though, down, down under. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, instead of doing a gigantic uh, Oz in the 80s episode, or Oz in the 80s, uh, we <laughs> decided to break into Seggies. And so just about every week. So we're celebrating music for the first few, but then we'll be also well, be celebrating other uh, stuff. Ozzy movies, Ozzy literature, <laughs> Ozzy trends, Ozzy fashion, Ozzy television shows. <laughs> Uh, where the hell? Yeah. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Why did we sound like we were from like Brooklyn? <laughs> I don't know. God, Lordy. Can, can, we, can we kill this segment right now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here is this week's Oz and moment. So long, long between mirages. I knew you'd find me drinking. Tell those men with horses for hearts that they're jacks. Don't make me bleed They only make me feel like shrinking In unguarded moments 
Yes, that's the church with unguarded moments. I like the church. I, I, everyone loves the church. Yeah, I really I like the if, church. If there's ever a band that I think could break out of Osni 80s and become their own show. Yeah. We just need the church to tour here so we could talk to them. But yeah, this is uh, this song hit number 22 on the Aussie charts in 1981 from their debut album of Skins and Heart. What do the ch- Aussie charts look like? How many like songs are like Didgeridoo? <laughs> <laughs> You don't know how hard it was. <laughs> I was trying to do the Seggy theme song. I, I was I was convinced I had to have Digger Redoos on it. It's impossible to find. Is it Digger like, Redoo? It's a hard G. I don't Digger Digger Redoo, right? <laughs> right? Something like that. Yeah. I couldn't do it, so we came up with the one that we have. But uh, uh, the church. Remember we talked to? I know you remember when we talked to Rick Springfield in person. Because you had that infamous 10-minute question that you asked him that you, didn't, <laughs> that you then didn't allow him to answer. <laughs> but um, he uh, said to us that day when we sad. asked him about Australian music, he said that to him, the church was his one of his favorite all-time Aussie bands. That's cool. And he also – and he went on later to record uh, a cover of uh, Under the Milky Way. It was a 1988 hit for the church. God, it's a great – the tone and just like – there's just a great vibe to that song. Yeah, he did it for his. It's a great nighttime time. song. Yeah. I think the, the the effect of that song is much greater if it's dark out as opposed to day. You know what I'm saying? Driving around. Yeah. Why, why are you looking at me? I, I, I just thought maybe you're going somewhere with this, like a no, joke or something. No, 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 I was being sincere. When I'm trying to be sincere, you look at me like it's uh, it, crazy. It rarely happens. Um, 1980, the band formed in Sydney. They are still together. Uh, the founding members, uh, Steve Kilby, on lead vocals, bass, guitar. The uh, last year, the church celebrated their 30th anniversary with a special show at the Sydney Opera House. And later this year, the church will tour Australia and New Zealand with Simple Minds oh, and Devo. If I was a millionaire, Spearsy, I would fly us to Australia to see that church. Tour. Simple Minds and Devo. What a fun, fun show. That's great. They're going to, man, they're going to pack it in. Just kills me we can't get Simple Minds here. But I mean, the church. Why can't the church come here? Uh, come on. Boy, Oz in the 80s. This segment just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> better, better. Uh, Obviously, if you live do in Australia... Do we hear... Can I ask you... I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. I they, never They seem that. to like it. The, the Australians they seem like to tolerate it. it. Do they seem like we're mocking them, maybe? We're not We're not really mocking them. No, I, I love Australia. The music that... Uh, They're never going to be happy. I thought there was such like a mellow, good time continent. But instead... They're, they're like big cutlery and beers. <laughs> cutlery. I don't oh, know. man. All right. Let's, let's move on. Is it sad? Is it really sad that our, our main... Uh, opinion of, of Australia comes from like Crocodile Dundee. Yahoo's serious. There's that too. Is that, he's even more in New Zealand? Is that Australia? Oh, jeez. I just God, don't do that. Oh, God, the like, Kiwis. Ah, Aussies versus oh, Kiwis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, if you got a suggestion, if you're down under and you have a suggestion for a song for us to feature on uh, Osney's email, is it stuck in? Sure. I like that. We'll take requests. Yeah. We'll take requests. Give us a little help, though. Research some of these bands for us. Give us some of the secret bands. Give us the television shows from Oz in the 80s. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, we haven't done these segues in so long that I felt like we had to put them in the show. But at the same point, I also feel like this show is now three hours long. So uh, let's be thrifty about this, shall we? Sure. Pay attention. Here's the clip from last uh, month's show. Yes, that's Terms of Endearment. I know that's one of your favorites. Do you have that on Blu-ray yet? 
No, but I remember it might be the first movie that I ever openly sobbed at in a movie theater. Not Flash Gordon? <laughs> no. no, honestly, when Deborah Winger's got to say goodbye to her kids, I, I can't think. Uh, oh, oh, in the hospital? Oh, God. <sighs> I, I can't even think about it now. But yeah, I remember seeing it with my mom, and she I think I had to carry her out of there on my back. <laughs> um, we had a lot of winners, Steve, who, who cried along with me. <laughs> uh, we have Vava Vumish, Julie Nelson, John Brandt, who says his nickname is Hugh Janus. <laughs> there you go, Hugh Janus. Uh, Donna in Roseville, California, Major Bedhead. <laughs> and, uh, the man most likely to kidnap Mirror Spears, Mark in Lancaster, PA. Pay attention, here's this week's mystery clip. Now comes the time for me to tell you. What? It's time for us to go. If you know it, email us at stuckiesatimby.com and tune in next year to find out if you're a winner. Uh, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Hey, I'll play a segment of a song from the 80s and if you can get it right, um, you too can have your Hugh Janus nickname <laughs> read on the air at Stuck in the 80s. Still makes me laugh. Uh, pay attention. Here is the last shows. Did John Brand think he was tricking us with Hugh Janus? Like we weren't going to get it? Like, watch me fool Sean. No, I think he knew. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. That's Pat Benatar with Shadows of the Night. Take my hand, it'll be all right. That's pretty good, huh? Not bad. Uh, winners this week. We had three of them. Wow. What? Three for That's that? What I'm saying. I don't That's understand. Weird. Todd Cunningham, Robert Jordan, and you may like Geno's. You may like Pat's cheesesteaks. But my favorite cheesesteak is Christine in Philly. I wonder where you're going with that. <laughs> it's like, this isn't going to be good. Do you know Philly? Have you ever been to Philly? You're such no. a southern boy. Do you know Geno's and Pat's? I do two? know what they are. I've seen, okay. them. I've seen them on the travel yeah. channel. Or anytime you see like the Eagles play the Cowboys, they always have to do some CBS or Fox has to go to Pat's or Geno's. That's the big thing. And they're real close to each other. Right across the street. See what I did there with Christine in Philly? He Boom, turned, like he that. Turned her into a piece of food. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at stuckinies at timbit.com and tune in next week to find out what sandwich Sean will make you into. You Transformers are here. Incredible new headmasters, and the driver of the vehicle becomes the head of the robot. Headmaster Transformers, they've got the power to surprise. And when the head enters the robot's body, you get a weed out of its power. And our new Decepticon headmasters will give us more brain power than ever. Transform, you monsters, and prepare to attack. Headmaster Transformers. Separately, 
And we're back. And uh, as promised, before we finish uh, Rock Dinosaurs of the 80s, final installment, I swear, we had asked readers and fans and friends stuck in the 80s to give us their suggestions for other rock dinosaurs that we should honor. I have my hands down my pants right now. Do you? Let's see. You do. I'm done. And do you have stole your shoes off? No, my flip flops are back on. Why are you wearing flip flops on a? I, on Fridays, I, I, I you know, it's Friday. I can get away with stuff around here too. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> uh, here we go. I love this. The readers had great ones. In fact, part of me was like, which part of you? The part your hands on? <laughs> the, the manipulating part of me was like, hey, why don't we do Rock Dinos Part Six? But hey, you know what? We're gonna finish up with a bang here. So why don't you go through some of our reader suggestions, all of which are great. First suggestion: Earth, Wind, and Fire. Do you remember? Go ahead. Sorry. That was actually in the seventies. Yeah, good. I know. I don't give a shit. They had five <laughs> albums in the eighties. That makes them a worthy contender, right? Yes. The biggest one, nineteen eighty one's Rays, featuring Let's Groove and Want to Be with You. Earth, Wind, and Fire played a free concert. I think it was last month here in St. Petersburg. They did at the Trop at the Tropicana Field. Oh, yeah, I heard where the, the sound was money, right? Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, know the about problem that. is that when you have these funk bands and R&B bands, there's too much bass and it gets lost. Yeah, yeah. But it, for what I understand, a huge crowd, huge crowd, very appreciative. Oh man, Earth, Wind, you know, they're great. Earth, Wind, and Fire opened for. Um, oh no, uh, Cole and the Gang opened for. Cole and the Gang's good. They opened for Van Halen. But Earth and the Fire is great too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him someday. I, I just don't want to see him in a cavernous arena. Yeah, Earth and the Fire. Let's see, the, Philip Bailey, and then uh, oh, I forget the other guy's name. Marcus Cap. God, my mom, Mary Daly, loved Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, one of the I think she harbored some fantasies really about Earth, Wind, and Fire. I, we, let's not go down that storyline. So I was oh, going to do like, with Gene Simmons, but I thought I'm not going to do that. <laughs> this is a full. Uh, our next band, if you if you don't mind me, yeah, uh, Bass Note suggested this. Bass Note, who still loves us, apparently. I was wrong earlier when I wonder if he had abandoned the show. Also, uh, if I can keep shouting out my parents, my dad got me into these guys, and I'm a huge fan. I'm going to try to get you to go to the show because they're coming soon. Alan Parsons Project. Yeah, yeah. Are uh, you not too proggy? No, for you? no, no. They opened. Up, I've seen them. Yeah, they opened up for Asia on Asia's big reunion tour back in 2007. I think it was. And they were great. In fact, a lot of people showed up for that concert just to see them. And when that sh- and when they were done, people hightailed it out of there. They didn't want to see Asia. Oh, no kidding. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like How much every- time did they get? Oh, they got a little over an hour. God, they're touring. They're doing that tour with a rock symphony. Oh, it's incredible. Here's the thing. Give me your uh I'm only two favorite uh 80s Alan Parsons songs. Are you only have to do that? Two favorite Alan Parsons songs. Um Obvious guy. Yeah. And uh Games people play is one. Games people play is a great, and a lot of people uh, don't know it's them. That's just a great. What's the one that has the great song. video, the animated video? Oh, that's my favorite, and I'm going to make an argument that one of the great pure pop songs of all time, with the greatest saxophone solo and a great video, "Don't Answer Me." Can we play a little "Don't Answer Me"? Unbelievable song. Oh, so, uh, breaks my heart. It, I, 
I can't tell you how much I love that song and how many times when it came out, I would rewind it and listen to it over and over again. And it's such a beautiful, why simple it, song. Why does it not get any radio play anymore? I mean, I, I, know. I know there's like there's not really a lot of eighties uh, radio stations, not least commercial ones. I mean, I listen to a lot of satellite radio when I can, and I can't even remember hearing Alan Parsons on that. Oh, they're so they good. deserve so much more than they. I can. interviewed. Did I interview Alan? Or I interviewed Eric Wolfson. Maybe I interviewed Eric Wolfson as a singer. He did. He he was. He, they had a lot of different vocalists. Alan Parsons, but uh, he did "Eye in the Sky." And of course, Sirius is the intro to "Eye in the Sky." And you have to buy them separately on iTunes. It really blows. Like you can't. I wish they would just kind of fuse them together. But of course, Sirius was also the intro music for famously in the sports world. Michael Jordan's Chicago championship Chicago Bulls. Oh, and so the nice. lights would go off, and that Alan Parsons started to play, and Jordan would come out, and then that I mean sales for that. That's a nice, nice gig to no have, kidding. you know. No kidding. Um, but God, Alan Parsons. Uh, there's an album. Um, yeah, Ammonia Avenue. I think has Don't Answer Me. But also uh, a song called "Let's Talk About Me." It's a lot of good. Yeah. They were a lot popular. The iRobot stuff. Sorry, I'm really nerding out. I'm almost done. But like the '70s stuff, I am. I prefer them in the '80s. I need them a little poppier than some of that real proggy stuff. Right, and that's why one of the reasons why they didn't make the list um, because clearly we love them and we probably will feature them as, in a show one time. They had four albums before the '80s and then six albums during the '80s, all of which were bigger commercial commercial successes. Hence. They're not really a I want to rock make, dinosaur. Yeah, I want to make you a um, uh, Alan Parsons mix. I That'd think you, I, you would be blown away. Like, oh my god! Like, I think people think of them. They're kind of a punchline on like Family Guy or yeah. like you get, or, they shouldn't or, be or, or Simpsons because I think a lot of people perceive them as being. I mean, I think they're a lot easier to embrace than even like a Pink Floyd. I think of people a lot of think it's going to be or like proggy, too bizarre. No, it's a lot of no, heart there. No. All right, sorry, get, get next, me off these guys. Next on our list. Uh, uh, Suggested by a fan only known as Northern Star is Roxy Music. Oh yeah. Now Roxy Music is is a no brainer. They influenced just about everybody in uh, England in the eighties. So they really are like the godfathers of the eighties in in a lot of ways. Um, God, every, you know, everybody and- everybody I interview f- who's an English band, I talk about early influences. Roxy Music. Well, you, you want to kiss the ass of Fairy and Brian Eno? Yeah, Brian Eno. I mean, look how instrumental is with you too, and yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he wasn't even like the biggest member of that band, you no, know. I know. Uh, More than this is one of uh, one of my favorite songs yeah. ever. One of my most listened to on my iPod. Love it. When I talked to Jim Kerr of Simple Minds, and he was talking about Roxy Music as being one of the first bands he ever saw, and I, I said to him, I said, you know, everyone I talk to sings the praises of of, of Roxy Music. And he's like, because really, I'm like, yeah, really. He's like. I need to tell that to Brian Ferry. He goes, I'm I'm good friends with Brian Ferry, and he he thinks of Roxy Music as you know, or that their influence was nothing like a failure, yeah, or they- a bit of a failure. And I'm like, no, dude. I mean, everybody. Wow, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, uh, psychedelic furs, Duran Duran. I mean, everybody in England uh, cites Roxy Music as a huge influence. And he's like, wow, I I, I didn't know. That's a cool. I'm story. like, well, please tell Brian because I mean, he needs to know that. Yeah, his role in, in, in it's so funny, music. guys. I mean, artists. I mean, you know, we're writers, and we're all such head cases, you know. And even you got these guys who are huge, and they still have such doubt. You know, we talk to guys sometimes who are like that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was John Wade or some. We were talking to somebody once who were like, "Man, 
your beloved. Like we sometimes we have to give artists well, pet talks. Like uh, really, Steve, Steve Perry was like, yes. I, I write this stuff now, but I, I don't think it's so good. And I'm like, you're Steve Perry. I mean, yeah, yeah, let's that's hear great. it. Classic example. Classic. Um, you ready to move on? Yeah, the Commodores. Lady, <laughs> you bring me up and I'm down. Now the Commodores. Oh, Jackie. <laughs> right, uh, Night Shift was in the eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighty-two, I think. And I think Lady, you bring me up. That was Lionel left and when? When did Lionel Richie leave? The eighties? Yeah, he 80s? left. In, he left in the early eighties. Um, Commodores had five albums in the eighties, not including a bunch of greatest hits albums. Lionel Richie was the singer uh, in the biggest years. Also played what instrument? Daily keyboard. Saxophone. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can't imagine he played it all the time. Like he just sang it. He stood in front of the mic, right? I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Commodore's great. Uh, he started writing songs for other artists in the late 70s and early 80s, and that's what proved to be uh, the big hits. And so he left his, the band for a solo career. God, to do so. unsung band. Awesome choice. Who Do you remember who suggested Commodore's? No, I don't. But man, oh, that's great. a no-brainer. If you suggested Commodore's, uh, somebody out there, in I 80s would Nation, love. Well done. I mean, you know, we talk about like there's not too many people we want to talk, interview anymore that we've done like fifty or sixty. Let me see if I can get Lionel. But Lionel Richie, he you know, he has the number. He has the biggest selling album of 2012 so far. Yeah, Tuskegee. That, Tuskegee. The he did the country version of all his hits, which is a little cheesy, but um, half of it's good, the other half is okay. But he's got to be planning like a major major tour yeah i just would love to talk to him i bet he'd be but he here's a guy so he got a divorce and when was that divorce like late 80s early 90s and it screwed him up like it was so tumultuous this divorce that it sapped him not just of money but of creativity and he had all these lost years like depression i mean he phased out it's too bad yeah you know some likable some artists when they go through that sort of thing like phil collins yeah, they focus. That's <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Phil needs to go through something horrific. Look at that guy. All right, real quick, coming back to your Roxy music, your your great uh, conversation with uh, Jim Kerr. Look at Phil Collins, who listens to only a certain sit pop uh, se- segment of the population that kind of rips on him a bit, and makes fun of him. How many people love him? Our TV critic Eric Dagens and I spent a half hour the other day talking about um, uh, Face Value and Hello, I Must Be Going. Like those, gra- those are great albums. They are, but you you do have a, a fetish for Phil Collins. That's are you going to say like larger he- than average? Let's just you don't think way. he's great? Those no, albums? I think, I think those albums are very good. No jacket required. But, but you have a Phil thing that's just a little. You're, you're don't so throw wrong. anything. No, I think everyone who's listening knows that your Phil thing is a little. All right. Well, I also have a thing for for the next guy. Coming yeah. Up. Next uh, suggestion: ELO. Oh, God! This is like the John Daly again. My dad got me the ELO. Jeff Lynn is someone who's been on our uh, interview Would love wish to talk list. To you. If you're talking about ELO, you can talk to him about Xanadu. You talk to him about the Traveling Wilburys, also in the '80s. Uh. He had. Oh uh, my God! If we got him on the phone, <laughs> oh I know. And you don't want to talk about Dylan Harrison, Tom Petty. I would. I would <laughs> jump through there. Yeah, I did. Uh, ELO had four albums in the eighties. If you include the Xander soundtrack, hold on tight to your dreams. Uh, you know what's funny? I don't know why that was Axl Rose, right? In there. October, Jeff Lynne is re-releasing. He has remixed, re-recorded, remastered. He's he's re-everything to a lot of the ELO hits. He's re-releasing a new greatest hits. C- I think it's a double CD. Oh, cool! Of a bunch of them, and he's just like you know, we did the best we could with the technology at the time, but time has moved on. And I can we can do better on these songs, and so he's we're not exactly sure what he's done to them, yeah. But he's redone them. That's cool. Where'd you hear that? On the internet. Oh, that's cool. So look for that's that in October. Oh, that Discovery album. Go out and buy Discovery. I hope he uh, remasters that first eight track. Back when I was first getting into music, 
um, the first I got I got this new stereo system at home. Very first eight track that anyone gave me was uh, ELO. Really? Which which album you remember? Was that which, Discovery has uh, Confusion on it? No, and it's been late like 80s. Shine a little love. Is it? Uh, oh, late eighties. Out of the was... blue? No, out of the blue. Yeah, late eighties. No, late, no, late seventies. Oh, late seventies. Uh, yeah, it's all right around there. Yeah, Turn to like... Stone. Turn to Stone. Was <gasps> the, ooh, was the big. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I, I, I played that endlessly. I love the end of Boogie Nights when they play Living Thing. Again, it's that's one of yeah, their seventies yeah, cuts, yeah. but it's so good. Dun, dun. The final, uh, the final recommended rock dinosaur on this never-ending uh, show, Boston, and uh, <laughs> one album in the eighties. Third stage in 1986, but it did go to number oh, one. It's huge. Amanda was a huge hit yeah. for them. Boston's one of those bands, man. When you always tell me, whenever they come around here, sell out every single time. I'm like, hey, you know, their lead singer what died a long time ago was that Brad Delp. But then Tom Scholz is like the guitarist is considered like a god. So yeah, yeah, they just, they're such a cult band. I mean, they're a huge band, huge, right. but only what three albums, four albums? I think they're more. I don't know, but the the point being. Literally, I mean, they can put out nothing and sell out concerts. Yeah, they're huge. Every single year. People swear by I love them. Oh, you're getting tired, huh? Rock Dinosaurs? <laughs> no, I... I podcast, he says Thursday. No, I'm actually... Uh, this is my favorite show in like 150 episodes. I love it. There's some tears, and there's some tender moments, there's some good laughs. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to do better. I mean, we, we got a lot of stuff bearing down on us in August. So, this so is an hour show, you know? At least. It's an hour show, unless so I enjoy take, it. Unless I take out all the Mary Daily, daily references. <laughs> oh, and, no. I'm not going to do that. Poor MD. So, <laughs> in the meantime, let's be, let's get a little nostalgic <gasps> ourselves. We'll set... Uh, With Phil Collins? No, we don't have Phil Collins. With the kinks again. All right. A little, a little finale with Come Dancing, and until the next time... I love you, Spearsy. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> we'll remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Come dancing. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. I couldn't, I couldn't find a segue. For like the last five minutes, I'm like, I can't. That's fine. All right.